it all happened so quickly. I said, uh, 303, this is uh, E549, which said, what you got? Van Tate was trying to find out what kind of trouble his friend, Greg Martin, might be in. You know, as a law enforcement officer, you kind of, you get a feeling about it. And it, something just didn't sound right. Things were more than not right. Martin had just been killed execution style. Nobody uh, didn't deserve to get shot like he did six times in the head. And no six-year-old child deserves to lose their father that way, a loss that still haunts Brittany Martin to this day. I'm Fox 8's Bob Buckley, and this is Who Killed Officer Martin? Come out here very often? As much as I can. Brittany Martin walks through a small graveyard about 20 minutes from Mount Airy, North Carolina. She's no longer that little six-year-old girl. She's now an adult, blazing her own path in life, but she will forever be tethered to what happened on the side of Interstate 77 in Yadkin County. It was early in the morning of October 5, 1996. It had been an unusually cool day, with the temperature never getting past the mid-50s, nearly 20 degrees below normal for that time of year. Her father was Greg, a sergeant with the Jonesville Police Department in Yadkin County, just northwest of Winston-Salem. Martin stopped a red pickup that looked suspicious, and one of the men in it panicked and shot him six times in the head. Martin had no chance. He was dead in minutes, if not seconds. You can tell we don't come out here that often. As Brittany approaches the gray headstone, a little more than two feet high, she adjusts the wreath on top. It's made of small pine branches with red bows. That's about as good as that's going to get. The headstone has her father's name on it with the dates June 1, 1966, the day he was born, and October 5, 1996, that day that changed things forever. What do you remember about the day you put your dad out here? Silence. It was really quiet that day. Um... Normally, it's really congested. You'll hear a lot of traffic. Mm -hmm. But for that one day, you had every officer within like a 30-mile radius. Just about it showing up. It tends to be that way when one of their own is killed doing their job. As we come out here, everybody was on their best behavior. There were so many tears. I think I was crying the most out of anybody. It seems no one was untouched by Greg Martin's death. Katie Mathis wasn't close to him, but lived in Jonesville, the town Martin served as an officer. And as we covered the story at the time, she told us... I feel sorry for his kids, because they don't got a daddy. Brittany herself told us not long after the murder... This pain, no one should ever have to feel. And in another story we did, Trooper Van Tate recalled how close he and Martin had gotten after they trained as officers together in Greg's hometown of Mount Airy. When Greg was working, he'd come by and... Uh, my wife and I would be home, and we, we'd have, uh, have him come in and sup with us. And uh, after all this happened, those days were gone. Years later, as we begin this series of reports, we asked Van to describe Greg. Was he funny guy, quiet guy? What was he like? Just, he, he was one of those just down-to-earth kind of guys, and you enjoyed good conversation with him. And, uh, you know, we, we built a great relationship at the PD, and... Then I left and uh, was accepted into the Highway Patrol 91st Basic School and left Mount Airy. 
You can drive through Jonesville in a matter of a couple of minutes. It's less than three square miles. Somewhat ironically, the town was first incorporated as Martinsboro in 1811 and was the most populous town west of Raleigh for a while. In the years since, time seemed to pass the town by until the section of Interstate 77 that runs by town was completed in the 1970s. It runs just east of town and finally brought some attention to it, though not all of it welcome. But ask some of the nearly 3,000 people who live here about what happened nearby in 1996, and you'd be surprised how few know the story. We are in Sergeant Gregory K. Martin Memorial Park. It's a little pocket of peace nestled up against the Yadkin River. You don't normally get a park named in your memory unless you've either done something great, maybe your life was cut so short you didn't have time to. But this is the kind of place that the city of Jonesville is very adamant about to make sure that people don't forget who Greg Martin was. It's been more than 25 years since he died, almost eight years since they found the person who killed him. So many people here just never knew who he was. Even for Greg's daughter, Brittany, keeping memories alive can be tough. What do you do to keep his memory alive? Basically, I talk to my family. Whenever I'm having a really bad day, I reach out to my aunt, my uncle. They're the only two surviving people I have left besides my brother. I work with this lady and she's a nursing supervisor. She tells me I look just, and I act just like my dad. She says I'm the spitting image of him because she used to run around and hang around my dad when he was in Jonesville. She also has pictures, some particular favorites, like the one when she's about a year old in a purple dress with puffy white sleeves, standing on her dad's lap, each with matching, beaming smiles. Or the one where Brittany's about four, her dad now with his trademark mustache, their faces again full of the joy of being together. Those help her feel connected to the good times. At first, when Dad was first killed, it was really hard to get adjusted to not having a dad around. But as time goes by, you've learned that's the new normal, that nobody has a perfect situation. You become numb to the pain and you just pick up the pieces and move on. Because no matter what you do, you can't bring them back. And that's a thought that has haunted Brittany for years. Even back in 2014, when the police were still trying to find Greg Martin's killers, Brittany spoke to us about what she'd lost. My dad's not going to see me get married. My dad's not going to see me have my first baby. He's not going to be there for all my first. He didn't get to see me at prom. We talked about that idea again when we sat down together recently. That still weighs heavily on you, I assume? Drastically. That's one reason I've pushed marriage back for a little while. I've, to me, I've kind of wanted to still have him around. Back out at the gravesite. What do you think when you come out here? The man that was gone too soon. Brittany tells me about how she has gotten solace. It's actually kind of peaceful sometimes. By coming to the cemetery for certain moments. I remember my prom, my senior prom. I came out here and I was all dressed up. And I went, Dad, look, see my prom dress? And it's like I could hear his voice in the back of my head. Tell me, remember, don't drink, don't drive. All the normal dad stuff you'd hear somebody say. There are also certain absolutes in life. One is that a parent should never bury a child. 
But the corollary to that is that a child should never become older than their parent ever was, while that child is still finding his or her way in the world. Did it dawn on you that you're now as old as your dad ever was? Yeah. <laughs> Just whenever I hit 30, that was my big eye-opening moment. I've had a lot of issues to deal with that. It took me a while to understand that I outlived my dad. Uh, it was real eye-opening whenever I sat back and to think. My dad had just turned 30 when he was killed. And then whenever I turned 30, it's like, well, am I going to outlive him or is something going to happen to me? Did you grow up thinking you might not grow old because you're dead? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because where he was killed so young, it kind of made me think, well, anything could happen. So I always learned to cherish the day for the day. Brittany says her father was like most law enforcement officers in understanding the risks of the job, that one night he might not come home. He had a thought that it could happen. It always sat in the back of his mind. Him and my grandpa on my dad's side, they would sit and pray about it a lot of nights. He had a big fear. Greg Martin was married twice, which means he had two women grieving the night he was killed. It was hard on both of them. It was very hard on both of them. My dad was the love of the life of both of the women. <laughs> his first wife is Brittany's mother, and it was with his second wife that he had his son, Crew, spelled C-R-U-E, like the heavy metal band Motley Crew that was so big in the 1980s and 90s and one of Greg's favorites. Crew is now 25, a bit younger than Greg was when he died, and usually sports a full beard instead of just the mustache, but to look at Crew is to look at his father. The resemblance is stark, even for a father and son, particularly in the eyes. When Crew Martin looks at you, you can't help but feel his father is looking through those same eyes. Crew and Brittany miss their father in different ways, but Brittany feels it may have a deeper effect on her. To me, I think it did because... I did have a little bit of memory of him, and to not get the chance to say goodbye, not to, to not to see him walk out the door, not to have that last little bit to say anything to him, I think that's the part that's hurt. We don't look to preserve memories as we fly through life. When you're six, you assume your parents will be there forever. They seem all-powerful and invincible. A little girl never thinks, this could be the last time I see my daddy. And as we age, certain memories fade, but not that one. Do you remember the last time you saw your dad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a sad day, though. The day, last time I saw my dad, it was for joint custody between my mom and him. Oh, gosh. I didn't want to go that day. And I really, I was fighting it tooth and nail. Yeah. And he looked at me and he said, baby girl, if you don't want to go, I'm not making you. And I went home with my mom. Yeah. And then that weekend was the weekend he was killed. Over the years, Brittany has developed a nuanced view of who her dad was. My dad was a hero. He wasn't the greatest man by no means. He wasn't perfect. He had his faults. But he died protecting and serving this community. And it's the way he died that can take a toll on a daughter to know that a man whose life was dedicated to protecting others, no one more than his two children, 
died in such a violent manner. Have you ever thought about what was going through his mind in those moments? A lot of reason, that's a lot of times, I, that's why I don't sleep. It leaves Brittany with time to think, time for her mind to wander to places that can be painful. To me, the hardest part was going so many years and not knowing the what ifs, the what it, the could have bees and everything. The too many unknown questions. But within the pain is a blessing if you know where to look for it. Never take life for granted. You're here today, but you can be gone in the blink of an eye. What was most difficult in those years following Greg Martin's death was that investigators had no idea who killed him. Their search went on for more than 15 years until something suddenly happened. The search for who killed Officer Martin in the next episode of our podcast. If you can, please rate this podcast and maybe tell a friend who you think might enjoy it. Who Killed Officer Martin is reported and written by me, your host, Bob Buckley. Sam Walter and Keith Hale are our producers and editors. Kevin Daniels is our executive producer.